It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Folks, welcome to an all new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your <laughs> this is your buddy Ryan starting off strong. You know what? I just leave the mistakes in now. You know, because it's 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 more natural that way. We don't need a clean, smooth product. Are you kidding me? Life is full of bumps and bruises. They they are on this show as well, all the time. Folks, how are we doing? It is Tuesday from what the calendar tells me, and we have got an amazing show for you today because we got we got one of my favorite dudes. We got Kyle Cook from The Traders on, on Peacock, which I, I binged this entire season of 10 episodes in the last week. Of course, you also know him from Summer House, Winter House, Lover Boy, The Man is uh, just a winning machine at this point. He's just on everything. He joins us for a great 30-minute interview, a lot of fun. Um, we even get to, we because this is basically a, around traders, because they're still publicizing the show, which I really do think is worth your time. And what, I, what if I've, I've been telling you guys from the beginning, get Peacock already. Like, there's so, I'm not... Like, it really does seem like I'm getting paid by Peacock, and I swear to God I'm not. It's just that all the good shows that I'm watching seem to be on Peacock. And so, why am I this upset this early? In this? Why am I right? Anyways, Kyle's here. It was a blast. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, really quick, I wanted to talk about some stuff that happened today. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen... We have Miss Kylie Jenner joining us from Paris. Oh my God, Kylie! What's going on, Ryan? Well, I, I gotta just say what everybody's thinking. You are wearing a huge lion head on your dress. That's right, Ryan. Uh, my designer said that it was super cool to wear a big old lion head on my dress. <laughs> You can't really tell if I'm enjoying myself or not because I look scared and in between poops. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm talking about, of course, I listen, you guys know I know how to pronounce Old Navy. I don't know how to pronounce this designer, but let's give it a shot. Schiaparelli? Schiaparelli? Is it Schiaparelli? It's S-C-H-I-A-P-A-R-E-L-L-I. Anyways, they had a couture runway show in Paris. And Kylie arrived in a black velvet strapless gown, adorned, adorned, folks, with the life-size head of a lion. Guys, don't worry, this wasn't a real lion's head. I feel like that's going to come next year. Uh, This was a pre-release from the label's spring-summer 2023 couture collection that debuted moments later. The hyper-realistic faux head, complete with a manicured mane, wouldn't that be embarrassing if the lion had bad hair, uh, covered the entirety of Jenner's fake torso. She finished the outfit with a pair of black Schiaparelli slingbacks with golden embossed toes. So congratulations. Moments after taking her seat, Jenner's surreal. This is from a CNN article, you guys. Jenner's surreal lion look was spotted again on the runway alongside a series of other animalistic ensembles. According to the show's notes, the collection was inspired by Dante's Inferno and the Nine Circles of Hell, which very much I felt when I was looking at it. I was like, I'm genuinely in hell. I really... No, and here's the deal. I have a lot of friends that are super into this shit, and... Like, they were like, no, you don't understand the artistry. Oh, Kylie was so lucky to be wearing it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. 
cool. PETA actually, in Kylie's defense, even said, you know, this uh, was not, this wasn't a faux pas. (laughs) This wasn't, you know, but here's the deal. I mean, first off, you know, Kyle, Kylie wants all of us, you know, talking about it like this and making the memes. And I'm glad to do my part. I'll make fun of this. Sure. And there's a lot of people that are angry about it. Sure. And, you know, the thing is with this is just like, she wants it so bad or her people or Chris Jenner wants it so bad that it kind of takes the fun out of even being mad at it. And you know, what's so funny, you guys, Irina shake, um, the model and Bradley Cooper's ex, uh, who, you know, they have a child together and dated Kanye for the, for a minute. She has actually a very fascinating dating career before Bradley look into that at some point. Um, but she was walking in the show and she had, there's this clip you guys of her wearing the exact same lion head on her dress and she's walking by Kylie and you can tell Kylie's like wait a sec I was told I was gonna be the only one with a big old lion head on me <laughs> it was so <laughs> imagine wearing a big old lion head and you see somebody else like it's like me when I go to like I remember when to go into Coachella last year and somebody had the same old navy button up shirt that I had and you talk about embarrassing because you're already wearing old navy and I'm proud of it but when you got in that you know a music festival you're supposed to be cool and then you see somebody out and you're reminded you're like oh my god how did I think I was going to be unique wearing old navy you know but think about this it's even harder to get one of those big lion head dress things and then she's like kylie edwards like couldn't you tell me that that was gonna happen i would have picked another animal <laughs> and i'm sorry but kylie always listen she's a billionaire she's fine but she always looks confused like where am i what's going on and like her eyes she always has these big old puppy dog eyes like where am i it's, I don't know, man. I just don't know anymore. I don't know. Like, it's it's like, thanks for playing. I don't know. I don't know, you guys. And then Doja Cat looked like a blood clot. Doja Cat was in all this, like, red Swarovski or however you say it, crystals. And, you know, this Doja Cat loves to be weird already. And I appreciate a good weird moment, sure. Um, But you know it's once it's like nightmare fuel like i'm gonna be like it's scarier than lisa rinna's joker outfit from last week at paris um i don't know like cool like i guess that's but but you know here's the deal like i I had to go take my car into toyota today and uh you know deal with a bunch of car shit i had a bunch of work stuff i had all of this stuff today i feel like today had to have been thursday it does not feel like a monday and then you see these things and you're like fuck Eggs are like $9 right now. <laughs> like, things, things are really tough right now in my life. Not just because of the eggs, but you know. And I'm like, and these people are putting 10,000 separate red crystals to make her look like I have just like a big old pink eye. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where I'm just like, really? Like, I know it's like fun for rich people and it really truly is artistry for the people who do it. And I have to keep reminding myself of that, that this is art. This is art. You know, I think just sometimes I just get frustrated with the people that get to wear the art and have the art. It's a little bit of eat the rich, right? Like it's a little bit of Oh, well, I I enjoy art, but I don't know if I enjoy Kylie Jenner wearing art. Does that make sense? Or or when you see Kendall Jenner's um, uh, house and she has the... 
was it James Terrell, the artist that works with light and it's like, he just beautiful. And like, you know, Kendall was like, and here's my James Terrell in my house. And it's like, Oh, well now I don't even know if I really like James Terrell anymore. Cause all his stuff is just in like rich young celebrities plays like Cara Delevingne and Kendall. I don't know. You know, listen, yeah, you can say it. I'm an old fuddy duddy. I guess I'm really, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm going to maybe bring this up again on Thursday and see if I change my feelings at all. Because, you know, I'll sleep on it tonight. Anyways, I wanted to talk to you about that right off the bat. Because when are you going to... And I, by the way, is this is this going to make it down to us normal people? Are we going to be wearing smaller lion heads on our clothing? Will Old Navy do like a, like a maybe a cheaper animal of some sort on? I'm just, thank God it was fake. Because you know a lot of people's first thought was like, God, man, that's fucking real. Kylie fucking wore a real, somebody fucking embalmed a lion and made Kylie Jenner wear it. And she thought she was doing something cool. So she went ahead and did it because she's like, you know, like, and also, so we had Saturday, we had the baby's uh, name announcement and the picture of the baby. And now Kylie's wearing a lion head. Like I'm scared for what the rest of the week holds for Kylie and us. Like Kylie, we're in on this too. Like, please don't give us too much. Please slow it down. Uh, Kim K, on the other hand, on Skims, she took the two, if you watch White Lotus season two, you guys, uh, they had the, uh, the two characters that were, um, escorts at, uh, the White Lotus and they were amazing. These two Italian actresses and, uh, Kim has them in her Skims campaign and she put that out today and it's a very smart move. It's very trendy. I even like it and it's frustrating cause I'm just, ah, just, I don't know, man. I think I'm really in that. I think it's, I think I might be at a too, too much Kardashian stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Like let, it's like, let other people play, you know, it's like you guys, I, I, other celebrities need to step it up. Doja Cat, you're working way too hard yourself and you can't do it all by yourself. But I feel like it's like, it can't all just be them. Does that make sense? Like, where's Lady Gaga? Oh, she's actually filming the Joker, too. She's actually, that's true. Okay, so she's filming with Joaquin Phoenix right now. I really needed her to step it up, but I guess she can't be there. Um, and and listen, I'm trying to appreciate it. I'm trying to appreciate it from the artistry thing. I guess my issue with it is just, it's almost like the Ilaria Baldwin. It's just so silly to me. It's like, why? Why are we doing this? What is the point of all of this? What is the point of the fake accent? What you're saying, the message you're saying, like Ilari out on the streets, like, you guys are following around my children. I don't appreciate it. They say, mommy, mommy. And like, yes, the message that Ilaria is saying, the message Hillary is saying is right. Paparazzi, of course, we know this. We've known this since Diana uh, died in that car crash. We've known that before then. Yes, paparazzi are really scummy, yet we sit there and look at the picture, sure, but like, why say something that is completely dead on and then use your fake accent again and we're not even paying attention to the message? You know? Like, I don't see the artistry in, in the lion head. I just see Kylie Jenner who's a lost billionaire 26-year-old that, you know, seems like Travis Scott didn't like. It seems like it's very confusing. It's very like I, there's something when I look at Kylie now, it just seems like somebody that's, you know, I, I think she's a wonderful mother, it seems like, but it just seems like somebody that doesn't maybe know who they are. Am I completely off base? I know we put emotions on other people and, 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 
that's probably not fair or right, but it's one of those things you see her at these fashion shows and she just looks so lost. I think that's the word. Um, okay, you guys, let's give a, a couple other pieces of news before we get out of here and just do a normal hour-long show. Yeah, yeah, you can applaud. That's okay. I, it's, I'm not going to, that doesn't get my feelings hurt. Southern Hospitality on Bravo ended their first season tonight, and I really highly recommended that show anyways, but watch watch what happens live afterwards, because the one girl, I mean, they were like, the Grace Lily called the one girl a slut? Yeah. And Andy was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But like, and then the one girl, she literally said, um, she, okay, so, okay, this is actually Mia, not Mia from Potomac, but Mia from um, Southern Hospitality said this on Watch What Happens Live. And I hope you at home are grabbing your phones. What happened with you and Shep when he tried to kiss you? Unfortunately, I was hit on by Shep. Um, I don't know what he was thinking, though, because I don't have any, like, previous job experience in geriatric work or senior care. So it was really interesting that he approached me, honestly. Um, He knew that I'm not the one. I'm the one that tell your girlfriend. Okay. And you did. You DM'd. Oh, absolutely. You DM'd Taylor. If my boyfriend was going around Charleston acting like that, I would need somebody to tell me. Okay. I feel like I did a service. Okay. Whoa, dude. So she's one of the lead characters on Southern Hospitality, you guys. And Shep hit on her. And so she went in the DMs of Taylor and told her. And we saw a little bit of that, I believe, play it. That's what caused their breakup. Like, that just earned Southern Hospitality a second season tonight, by by the way. Make no mistake. Bravo brought all of those, like, four characters from Southern Hospitality on Watch What Happens Live tonight. Season finale. Do you notice how all of a sudden they started doing a push again on Southern Hospitality? I'm telling you, this will get a second season. I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know if Real Girlfriends in Paris will. But Southern Hospitality, mark my words, they will be getting a second season. And you could tell Andy was titillated. Titillated, folks. I swear to God. Um, Also, (laughs) uh, congratulations once again to, um, to, (laughs) once again, to Robin Dixon and Juan um, Dixon from Real Housewives of Potomac. They got married, folks. This is true. It's going to be on the season finale of Potomac. It is a surprise finale that leaked today, but they are married. And that's so great because of Sunday night's episode with Karen getting in there saying Juan was with some other blonde girl and they had the drawing. And she's like, and and I, and I she looks like me. And they had a drawing. This Karen is the Babadook. <laughs> it looks so scary. Um you guys have to see, you've seen it on Instagram by now. The picture's so ridiculous. And it's one of the things that I think I, I've not loved something that much in a while. But they got married. We'll see this play out on this season. So congratulations to Juan and Robin. This is the second time they have gotten married. So listen, I know how tough marriage is. And they have two sons. And so congratulations. I, I, I'm. i That's a really, it's a nice thing, no matter what anybody thinks. Uh, Real Housewives of Miami reunion is going to be filming this Thursday. Miami's another Peacock show, guys, that I have been recapping on Fridays. Um, and I love it so much. 
it's so good and I cannot wait for the reunion. I think so many amazing things have come out of this season in particular and it was just really exciting. Also, last night, guess who's in Perry as well? Miss Sutton, I say, I say, Sutton Strack. Ryan, it's been a while since you, you've talked about me on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I say, I say, the last time I saw you, you were sweating up a storm. I say, I say, at BravoCon. I thought it was the Titanic. And I was Kay Winslet just letting you drown like... Poor, poor Jack Leonardo DiCaprio, I say, I say. Uh, she was in Paris and she posted a photo with Lisa Vanderpump. Now, if you're playing at home, this means Sutton is now taking a picture with everybody that hates Kyle Richards and Lisa Rinna. And, and, and Sutton said in an interview that she is willing to step into, you know, the pot stirrer role. And you know what, guys? I think she might have it in her. And I genuinely had the, I'm not shitting you guys. I genuinely had this thought today where I was like, oh man, she'd be really good at that. Like, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll like her anymore. Like I, like I have, like I, like I have the last couple seasons, like I, I'll have to step away for a sec, but I, I want good things for her and, and pot stirs. There's, I guess a longer shelf life, you know what? Rena did it for eight seasons, kind of. So I think Sutton actually genuinely would be a good pot stirrer. And also, I'm down to watch her try because, A, if she's good, that should be good television in the first season. You'll be like, damn, if she's bad, that's also fun to watch. Somebody trying to stir the pot and they're bad at it. And C, if she's bland, well, she's still Sutton. And I think she's really, really fun television. So that Lisa Vanderpump photo you know, I I kind of, I mean, the one thing I will say, and I've said this before, is if Lisa Vanderpump came back, you have the Kyle relationship, right? And that will be very interesting because, you know, Kyle would shit like a golden brick that's embossed with the agency on it, you know? But what I truly would have liked some of these people coming back, it's not as fun without Rinna there because I would have wanted the Rinna takedown season. I would have wanted these people to say on camera, you fucking hurt me and my family. You were rude. You lied. You are a drama queen and you do not ever talk about your family or your husband. I would have liked them to really nail her to the wall. And part of me, well, here's the other thing, you guys. Did you read? I've heard now 30 different reasons why Lisa's not on the show. And Harry Hamlin threw us another one today. Did you guys read this? Like, I, I genuinely think Lisa's going to put out a press release like, what the fuck did you tell the public? Are you kidding me? Harry Hamlin, uh, this is a page six article, spills the real reason why Lisa Rinna left Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it says, because viewers sided with Sutton Strack in the co-stars feud over Elton John gala tickets. A page six spy overheard Hamlin telling a group of people during the Sundance Film Festival on Saturday that the Rinna beauty founder might still be on the show had the fight not happened. Quote, Lisa had all the receipts from that night, but they never showed the receipts on the reunion, the eyewitness heard Harry say at the dinner. Uh, the Madman alum further claimed that IMDb actually provided him and yeah, blah, blah, with the tickets and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Quote, she might still be on the show had Sutton not said that. She might still be on the show, but the audience believed Sutton. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, I mean, kind of, I did believe Sutton in that case. But also, Harry, are you kidding? I worry genuinely. Let's pray for Harry, you guys. Like, this guy, 
this poor guy even admits he doesn't follow Lisa, like he doesn't even follow Lisa's antics on Instagram. And yet he's, uh, and I love the fact that he's, this isn't even an interview. He's just talking about this at Sunday. It's like, Hey guys, do you realize what, what uh, what's going on with Lisa? She still would be there, but Sutton like totally hurt her feelings over the Elton John thing. The Elton John thing. Now I feel like that has been two years ago. Like that's all it took. Like Sutton is so powerful. You guys, that this thing is what drove Rinna off the show. Oh my God. Amazing. Thank you so much. Sutton. Like that's all it took was a little comment about going on Sutton's Dime to an Elton John gala. And Lisa was like, that's it. How dare you? You can make fun of my husband. You can make fun of my kids, Amelia, not having brows. And the other one, not Amelia. <sighs> Sorry, I'm not doing my Lisa. You can make fun of all that. But if you say that I went there on Sutton's Dime and not IMDb's guest, then that is Bullshit! <laughs> oh my god. So stupid. I really feel like Harry's going to get a tersely written email from Lisa going like, What are you doing, sir? Please, you need to stop immediately and just, just stop. Stop. Um, okay, guys, let's just, uh, let's keep it short. We are going to have a commercial here in a second, and then we're going right into Kyle Cook. Remember, there are timestamps if you want to skip ahead right to the interview uh, or, you know, piecemeal the show however you want. Um, Oh, also, no, I'm going to talk more about... Well, no, that's not fun right now. I wanted to talk more about the... um, Oh, my God, I'm looking at Daily Mail right now, you guys. I'm telling you, Lisa Rinna paid extra for like probably a decent publicist this month because every day now, this is like, I just, I'm reading this. Lisa Rinna showcases her toned frame in a skimpy black bikini during her getaway to Paris after husband Harry Hamlin revealed the reason. <laughs> what's the goal here? I mean, what's, what is the goal with it? I mean, all of that, all of us, what is that even any, what is the goal of this podcast? What is the goal of Lisa doing this? What is the goal of wearing a big lion head? You know what? But I do know the goal of today's show and it's to hear the masterful interview between me and Kyle Cook. Kyle is on the new season of Traders. It's the first season and I hope not the last because it was a delightful watch. I beg of you to watch it and then also get past, it gets, starts getting really, really interesting and good like towards the end of the second episode. It's still really good those first two episodes, but that's when I got into the game and I watched, uh, I've watched the first three episodes last week and I watched like seven episodes this weekend and I was really into it. And it pretty much takes all of your favorite characters from Survivor, Big Brother, Bravo, um, and some regular, just normal people and throw them in this game in a Scottish castle, um, and it's hosted by famed actor Alan Cumming, and he kills it. But basically, it's like the big murder mystery game where they have faithfuls and they have traitors, and traitors are the people that 
uh, are trying to win the game and they're acting like they're faithfuls and the other faithfuls have to guess who the traitors are. And each week or each episode, there is like a ceremony kind of like on Survivor where they'll be like, I think this person's a traitor and vote them out and then they get voted out and then they have to reveal if they're a faithful or a traitor. And I can't really give any spoilers even though all the episodes are out and a lot of you guys might have watched all the episodes, but this is for those people that have not watched. So this is spoiler free for the most part. And towards the end, I think the last 10 minutes we get into Summer House. I get to ask him about Craig giving him money for the big bedroom in Winter House. And it was a lot of fun. And and I do want to say, like, this is, you know, we don't get in depth on Summer House. So hopefully he will come back. This is, like I said, it's for traders, But I don't know. I, I really dig Kyle. And... Uh, he's just fine. And you guys, you might need to go watch this on even YouTube because his mullet is glorious. Like I can't personally grow a mullet cause I'm not that much of a man like he is, but it looked glorious. And, and you guys, I am, I was thinking about this all day cause I did this this morning is that there's a couple moments in here where Kyle's dog is like barking and he's like, Oh man. He's like, where's Amanda? And he goes, he's like, hold on a sec. Let me go. And I'm leaving it in because to me, like I had said at the beginning of the show, those moments to me are kind of charming. It shows like that we're in the real world. This is a real, this is really happening, you know, like these moments. And I, I like, I like moments like that. And it might be completely disastrous to leave that 30 seconds in there. You guys tell me, but for me, it's, I love stuff like that because I feel like it just, when I hear things like that myself, it just brings me right in and I'm like, wow, this is really happening. This is not planned. This is, you know, so I'm leaving it in just to give it a shot. I don't know. Tell me what you think, but here we're going to go to a commercial right now and we come back and Mr. Kyle Cook from Traders on Peacock streaming all 10 episodes now. Okay, you guys, now is the part of the show that I love the most when I get to talk about our sponsors. And today, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Factor. Um, This is a food delivery service that I just recently used when I was at my parents' house in Arizona, and it helped me so much. These are pre-made, delicious calorie-conscious meals, uh, keto-friendly, veggie, I mean, just amazing. And you know me, I cannot cook to (laughs) to save my life. And it really was nice because I had this food sent to my parents' house. So when I was there last week, I was able to be like, I've, I, I can, I can take care of myself. I've got, I've got this meal covered. (laughs) So, um, listen, this is a new year. You've got goals. We talk about goals all the time on this show and factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. And I got to tell you something about goals, folks. You do need help. You can't do it by yourself. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with factors ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip that trip to the grocery store, which really sucks, but skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up too. Factor is fresh. It's never frozen. These meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle is, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. 
that you get to choose from. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. And I'm going to read you some of the options in a second because you're going to be like, oh, you know, dietitians, is that going to be good? I'll read it you in a second. Just tell me if it sounds good. With 34 chef-prepared dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. So you won't get bored. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, like smoothies, juices. You have a bunch of add-ons. So this is another thing. You got to cut back on the takeout. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you got to. So get Factor instead. Come on. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready, like I said, quicker. Two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs, approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan plus veggie meals each week. So get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Like I said, ready in two minutes. They're really, truly at this point, there is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time eating well and living your best year ever. Guys, it is still only January. We have time to live our best year ever still. Come on, live with me our best year ever. We can do this together. Um, I wanted to read you these meals because I think you're going to freak. Uh, I sincerely love this. Check what is there for January 28th through February 3rd. So they do these each week. Here's some choices, okay? Garlic and herb chicken breast with smoked cheddar cauliflower grits. And that's protein plus and keto friendly. You got a black pepper and sage pork chop with smoked cheddar Brussels sprouts and creamy broccoli. You got a chicken piccata with cauliflower mash and broccoli. And you got a white cheddar chicken with broccoli, broccoli parmesan grits, roasted green beans, and sliced almonds. And you can keep loading more meals, folks. And then you have these add-ons where you can, it's not just limited to meals, right? You can throw in other goodies. So like there's a keto chorizo egg skillet and turnip hash, a potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. I'm making my myself hungry. This is like midnight. It's keto quiche Lorraine. You got pancakes and sausage. You got a smoothie variety pack. Factor. Oh my gosh. This is truly amazing. Okay. So, Ryan, what, what do I do if I want to get Factor? I'm glad you asked. Head to Factor75.com slash SoBad60 and use code SoBad60 to get 60% off your first box. This is 60% off is really insane. I'm going to put this code in the show description. So bad 60. So this is how you remember it. So bad. So, so bad. It's good. That's the show. So bad. So that's that. And then 60, I'm 20 years old. So you times that by three, you get 60. So bad 60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code. So bad 60 at factor F A C T O R seven, com slash. So bad 60 to get 60% off your first box. But today I have somebody that I am like literally has turned into one of my favorite reality star people of all time now, 
Also, I think this guy is a billionaire in the making. We all love and drink his product on a weekly basis now. Also, the king of reality television, not only Winter House, not only Summer House, which comes back on February 16th, but we have a new show on Peacock, which has turned into my favorite streaming service, Real Housewives of Miami, Traders, the new show, Paul T. Goldman, which I talked about. But Traders, you guys, is incredible. It is a 10-episode series hosted by Alan Cumming, and it is in the vein of of Survivor. There's a little bit of Apprentice vibes in there. Like all these reality shows you love kind of out of a murder mystery game and these traitors that people have to guess if they're faithful or they're traitors. And I've gone into it on the show before, but I need to talk to one of my favorite people from this show and TV. Like I said, Kyle Cook, welcome back to the show. What's happening, Ryan? Wow, quite the intro. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but at, last time I saw you, I saw you at BravoCon after all my equipment got stolen and we were partying for Tom Schwartz's 40th birthday. That's and it was right. me, you and Sandoval. And it was, uh, it really cheered me up after I got all my equipment stolen. And I got to tell you, your mullet looks so glorious in person and now. It just keeps going, you know. Uh, Amanda is on my case to give it a trim. Um, but, uh, what can you do? But yeah, I was I was heartbroken when you told me you had all your stuff stolen. So I'm glad we could at least, you know, uh, turn it up a notch at the bar in honor of uh, the Toms. I mean, we had Schwartz's birthday and Sandoval performing. I mean, it was a doubleheader. <laughs> No, it was it was amazing to see everybody in action. I felt like it was in a reality show. Um, <laughs> Summer House, we see you there. There's a certain type of Kyle that turns it up. Summers are supposed to be fun. But on the traders, it's really cool to see this other side of you because we never get to see Kyle turn it up like he does on the shows. Instead, we see really kind of a different version of Kyle where you are like, kind of everybody's on notice that somebody in there is a suspect. What was right. it like to kind of shift gears and show a different side of yourself on this show? Yeah. I mean, look, we'll, we'll obviously dive headfirst into the traders, but I think what's kind of, even you know, it, to take a step back, people forget that summer house is filmed, you know, 10, 11 weekends of the summer. And as a New Yorker, I mean, you're basically working not only for the weekend, but you're working for the summer, right? Like, that lifestyle, yeah. that level of partying is not the norm, you know, for the rest of the year. I mean, so it's it really comes to a head. And what you see is um, that's that's the summer weekend, Kyle. And if you met me in a professional environment, um, you'd almost think I've got two different personalities. Right. Because that's that's yeah. just who I am. Right. Like I'm very very much, you know, business in the front, or in other words, um, <laughs> Monday through Friday, and the, the parties in the back, which is for me, the weekends. And so I think a lot of people, when they watch the show, they kind of just assume that this is how I am all the time. And that, like, I have a, a drinking problem, and that I, <laughs> you know, I don't slow down, because here I am 40 years old, and I'm still partying, you know, with the best of them. But the reality is, a the partying takes a lot out of me. Um, and B, yeah, there's like a, a, a strategic thinker, uh, you know, I inside and it, it really comes out when it's, you know, as you mentioned, you know, running my, my beverage company or in, um, sorry, my dogs or in, uh, this, <laughs> the, the traders, in the traders, um, instance, it's, it's like, Hey, the, 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 the strategy in this show 
is much more complex than anything I've ever done in my entire life. And so thank God partying wasn't a part of the equation. Cause I mean, you have to be on your game on your toes the entire yeah. time. No, it was great to watch you. Actually, it was this kind of different where I really like where I could, oh man, I was like, I could picture you in a business meeting now. I can picture how intense you take things and I can't really spoil anything and I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. It is well worth the 10 episode journey, but how are you approached to even do this show in the first place? And were you like, wait a sec, what is this? Like, I don't, yeah. uh, is this like another show, a party show? What is this? To, to be honest, I got an email the week before we were going to film Winter House season two. So this is like, you know, mid-February. And I, at first I thought it was spam because it was, you know, <laughs> it wasn't from, uh, you know, anyone that I recognized. And the, the, the premise itself, I was like, wait, is this, is this for real? And um, one of my executive producers, um, Noah Sampton, stepped in and said, hey, guys, he's about to go out of pocket for like 17 days. And that's essentially what we're asking him to do for the traders. Give him a minute, let him go to Vermont, and then let him come back and, you know, um, de decompress. And, and then I hopped on and I did a call after I got from back from Vermont and did just that. You know, I was, I was feeling like, you know, full of energy, uh, you know, a week later. And we did this call and I was just like, listen. This sounds fascinating. This sounds like a social experiment on steroids. And I've never watched Big Brother or Survivor or The Amazing Race or you know, really any of those competition shows. But to me, this this had all the makings of, of an incredible, you know, source yeah. of entertainment. And so they they told me, look, we're we're looking for, you know, some reality television stars. You know, we're obviously talking to a couple of people, different people in Bravo. They didn't tell me who. And then and then they, they made it very clear they're going to be looking outside of. Um, can it, can you just give me one second? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, of course. Yeah, yeah. These damn dogs keep distracting. <laughs> Man, are you here? If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good.
Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do, Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually home I, alone. Uh, man, this is this is amazing. You're at your you're at your standing desk in the dark. Standing desk. We took over the apartment next door, so this is like Loverboy HQ, and it connects to my actual apartment. (laughs) The dogs just go bouncing back and forth, and a man is actually. (laughs) No, I love it. (laughs) Don't worry about the dog. No. um, uh, Anyway, so you're saying the email. Yeah, so I did. I did a call, and you know, to to me. It, it sounded like a fascinating journey to go on from an audience perspective, because unlike The Mole, which is a show that I never watched, but I just started researching, you know, these types of television programs. And, and it's like the audience doesn't know who The Mole is, right? Whereas in this case, yeah. the audience will know who the traders are. So you're in on the secret, you're in on the strategy, and you're watching it all unfold. And to me, that actually sounded more interesting. I'm sure like it's fun to play along on the mole 
you know, if you're a, a you know a member of the audience, but this has such incredible potential for these social layers and alliances yeah. and backstabbing that I think it's more interesting to see it from the traders' perspective because you're watching yeah. everyone else just implode. Yeah, you guys, it really is. He's completely right. You actually get to watch both sides and you actually start rooting for both sides. It's weird. They actually do a really good job. And I can't tell you guys, like I said, if Kyle's a faithful or a traitor, but the whole journey truly fascinating to watch. And I didn't, and I thought at times that it was going to fall apart. And each episode was actually, it got better and better and better where you were really invested in it. Were there characters or people there on your time there that you got close to? Like, I mean, you had a, a relationship with Ryan Lochte. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, what was that like? Well, it's kind of funny because obviously like any show, you you have incredible amounts of footage and then they, the, the producers, I mean, I think the hardest job of it all is kind of condensing it down. But as serious as I took it, I actually kind of had to dial back my personality a little bit because, you know, you put yourself out there, next thing you know, you have a target on your back. And you know, for me, that was actually kind of hard to do. I had to like, you know, really have some self-restraint, um, you know, in terms of being outspoken and, and completely extroverted because, you know, that part of me doesn't really come all that subdued, um, you know, despite, you know, the Monday through Friday work ethic. <laughs> but, um, you know, behind the scenes, there, there was certainly a side of me and particularly Ryan where we were just trying to make the group laugh, right? It had it had the tendency for it to be super intense and everyone's just like watching everything they say. And I just, you know, with the help of Ryan, just kind of took it upon myself, you know, when there was like downtime to just bring, you know, lighten the mood and bring some humor into the into the fold. So it was it was fun getting to know Ryan. Um, it was fun getting to know, you know, I never met Brandy um prior to yeah this. i was wondering about the other bravo like kate chastain reza yeah. I, I mean was there a lot of bravo talk and i didn't know if you guys had met each other and then did the other people had any of anybody else besides the bravo people watched you on summer house I, I there was definitely some familiarity with you know even among what we called the civilians <laughs> there was like 10 reality stars and then yeah, 10 civilians I, and then now we're all into the mix and now we're either faithfuls or traitors. But you definitely, I mean, there was certain people there that was familiar with, you know, our survivor contestants, our big brother contestants, right? So that was that was interesting because some of the, the players, therefore, had an understanding of who some of the other people were that were on TV. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic. Um, from what I understand, other versions of the traitors, it's either like all celebrities or all civilians, you know, and, and yeah, because it's like a UK a big, show, you guys. Originally, it's a UK right. show that got brought over here. Yeah, actually, the, the very first version was either in the Netherlands or Holland. And they keep doing these adaptations because they have such success. And like I said, I think yeah. it's because it's the perfect recipe for, for great TV. Um, but going back to your Bravo question, I never met Brandy, but she she watched Summer <laughs> House, so she knew who I was. We instantly oh, sure. clicked. She, she, I love how outspoken she is. Obviously, Kate, another out. I mean, she, all of us Bravo Lebs, very outspoken. And there was just like a mutual understanding. I didn't have to necessarily buddy up next to say Kate for us to have like a, a, a mutual respect. However, um, I was worried almost the inverse, right? Where we'd be labeled as a click 
you know, and instantly yeah. target, targeted as a result. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this too, in terms of like summer house, winter house, there is like, or it's turned into a lot with the, the Bravo reality shows. There's a little bit of gameplay now, even in regular reality shows like you do, how much of that did you take in? Cause I, you know, I've seen you had to, you know, you've had to get out of uh, sticky situations on summer house or winter house, or you've had to apologize to Amanda. How much of that like has come into play when you were playing this game, but you're also right. You guys, you can't talk too much in the traders or people will think you're steering the game. So your natural leadership qualities, like you right. had to dial it. Back. Like I said, I was the first couple episodes, I was very subdued. Then by, I would say episode three or so, I started to kind of make my opinions known because quite frankly, I, what I realized sitting at the round table is if nobody speaks up, if no one offers up an opinion or a strategy, you know, that's going to make for some pretty lame television and it's going to make some, make for some pretty lame gameplay. And so slowly, but surely, you know, a good number of us kind of felt more comfortable putting our, you know, our, our foot forward and, and speaking up. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the most outspoken people on the show was instantly, you know, as we say, murdered by the traders. And that sent like a little bit of a ripple effect because it was just like, whoa, like, yeah, he was definitely the most outspoken day one. And look where that, you know, landed him. He's, he's on a, you know, a, a plane back home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so basically this season of summer house, you guys are not doing faithful and traders. There's not, no. uh, you, you guys aren't say, kicking people off on through, summer house. Yeah. I would say summer house, winter house, like there was z- zero, um, gameplay or strategy, if you will, to use some of the terms you used to, to, to give me a leg up. I actually think having never watched any of these competition shows, let alone participate that I was at a pretty steep disadvantage because as I kind of got more familiar with some of these people from these other shows and just talking to some of the, to the civilians that were fans of the, of those shows. I mean, Sari, for example, she's on four seasons of survivor. Stephanie, oh, she's, she's so on good. three. Yeah. Co- Cody and Rachel both one big brother. So these are people that I, I didn't realize just how much like strategy from a social perspective there, there was on these other shows. And I just kind of went in being myself and, Lo and behold, you know, you do need a strategy. Otherwise, you're going to get basically uh, snuck up from behind. (laughs) Oh, God. And uh, last question before we get into a little summer house, if we can. Uh, Alan Cumming, what was it like? He's he's just such an amazing actor anyways. And I was shocked that he was hosting this and he really gave it his all. Was he a nice guy? Did you get along? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I never met him, um, but, you know, very familiar with with him and, and he's Scottish. So it made perfect sense. I mean, his accent is real. I mean, maybe he's turning it up a notch, but I mean, um, you know, he actually just read an article and this helps explain how he did what he did. He really looked at it as an acting job. I mean, none of us are acting, but he had to kind of put any type of bias or personal attachment aside as we all got murdered and banished. Um, because he had a job to do. He's the host. And so he really yeah. looked at it as, you know, an acting job where he he didn't get attached to the characters. Um, and that made for some great television because he just didn't give a hoot. I mean, no, he was, he was ruthless. He put, 
It was great though. That's what this show, these shows need is not somebody not just walking, like walking through it, take, collecting a check. This guy put it like he really was in it and he made it so much. Inter- he made it entertaining on yeah. a whole other level. The game's already entertaining. Even just uh, his outfits. Also, I mean, he walked oh, in. He's the wearing morning. scurry. He's wearing kilts all the time. Oh my God. It's, it's incredible. I asked him, I'm um, like, how much of that was wardrobe versus your own like uh, closet? And he's like, oh, about half and half. And I'm like, that's impressive. <laughs> Most eclectic like <laughs> outfits I've ever seen in my life. Did your uh, did your parents like watching you on it? They I got to figure out how far along they are. They they were only a couple, <laughs> a couple episodes in. I think they were just excited for me to be on TV, not wasted. That's <laughs> like that's a, there's the Kyle we know and love. Yeah, exactly. He's he's in his nice glasses. He's looking yeah. great. Yeah, he's um. Okay, uh, to go uh, to finish this off with little summer house and winter house uh, question that I was just wondering, what did you do with the $500 that Craig offered you to for the big room in winter house? Uh, did you do what did you do? <laughs> I think that? I stuffed it in a ski bag. And I, 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 I don't even know where it went because it wasn't just 500. I mean, a man and I are a couple now. So it was a 1000. <laughs> So, <laughs> by the way, that was such a great television moment that you must have been looking at that as hysterical. And also, what a funny moment for TV! Like, I could see it on your face where you were like, What? Was like, and it was just what a moment! Yeah, I mean, look, I, I gotta hand it to him. I mean, we've, we've been doing this a long time, and no one's ever brought cash to the table to figure out the bedroom situation, right? Usually, it's <laughs> you know, who's the most outspoken, who can make the best case, you know, and I think I always. People, people just assume that I'm entitled because I always want the best bedroom. And it, it, it's really just twofold. And it's been this case since season two. For many, many seasons, I was the only one in, a, in an actual relationship. So I'm like, if I'm going to be two people in a room versus one, then we should get a bigger room. Like ideally, a bathroom with two sinks. I mean, it's just the little things, right? Uh, more bang for your buck because we're a package deal. And then- <laughs> In this house in particular, since I got the worst bed, it wasn't even a bedroom. They basically took a part of the basement, which was initially part of like the game room with the pool table and whatnot, and put up a temporary wall. And that was my bedroom, you know, winter house season one. And I heard everything, like every single, you know, little... um, And by the way, there was pitter patter on the on the on the wood floor upstairs. I heard pitter patter. They were stomping like Corey yeah. was like stomping around the house. You had exactly. Greg trying so to tackle him. I'm a light sleeper, and and <laughs> you know I know that I'm not going to be at my best if I can't sleep. And that first season of Winter House, I mean, not only was there a lot of stress because of you know me having to leave work, and back then we were a very small team, we're only like seven people. Um, but yeah, I after a couple days. I was just wiped. I was not yeah. sleeping. We were we were partying so much. So this this season, I mean, Craig kind of just set the tone with with you know uh, um, pay to play when it comes to uh, the bedrooms. And I was like, you know what? I don't need the master. Contrary to belief, I just want a bedroom that is going to be a little removed from the chaos. Even though yeah, usually yeah, I'm yeah. the one making most of that noise. <laughs> well, next year, I mean, I, I just wonder if uh, next season of Winter House, you're going to bring a thousand dollars plus a bunch of lover boy, like try to sweeten the pot <laughs> where everybody like it's eventually just going to get up to like 10K to get the master bedroom or something. I know. It's like, what what kind of trend did you start here, buddy? Like, uh, 
Now everyone has to show up with cash on day one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Pillow King. Jeez. Um, okay, so Winter House, the trailer came out like oh, two weeks ago. And I mean, like, this is my favorite Summer time House. of year. We got... So sorry, sorry. Summer House coming back February 16th. Vanderpump Rules comes back as well. So this is just truly a magical time for all Bravo fans. But that trailer, dude, like like you always say, summer should be fun. And this looks really, really intense. And I got really scared for everybody involved because I think we all feel close to all of you guys. And there was just so much fighting. How? I mean, like, are you guys all okay? Like, I don't know spoiler (laughs) alerts, but is everybody good? Like, are you you Carl good? I feel like every trailer, like particularly f- for us, right? We don't get to see the trailer until everybody else gets to see the trailer, right? So, you know, you're kind of like, geez, I wonder which, which dramatic moments are going to make it this year. But keep in mind, like, I know this sounds so obvious, but trailers, um, I mean, literally the most dramatic moments where you're yeah. being the most irrational are going to make the cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of <laughs> That's course. How they- I mean, so- so you're like, oh, yeah, I knew that would get there. I knew that. Like, so you probably see it and you're like, yep, knew that, knew that. I mean, well, I mean, the, the fun slash daunting part of all this is like you're only witnessing what you actually see. And so, you know, for a lot of the episodes and, and the trailer, you know, when I see it, it's it's oftentimes for the first time because, you know, there's plenty of footage I'm not a part of. So sometimes it's like, oh, shit, that explains so much, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, like that, you know, now I understand the context. So, I mean, look, we're, we're all, I mean, for the most part, good. I think at this point, a good number of us are kind of used to the fact that like, yeah, when the trailer drops and the season airs, it does put the friendships to a test because what a reality show revolves around is basically observe observations and, and input you know, on your friends and foes, <laughs> um, actions and yeah. behaviors. And without that commentary, um, it just doesn't work. Same thing goes for watch what happens live, right? Like Annie's there to ask questions, to get a reaction, to get a response. <laughs> and that's, that's entertainment in a nutshell. Cool. So, you know, but sometimes it's tough because it, it, it does put our friendships and relationships on the line because they're, they're right there for, they're like pinatas just, you know, yeah. basically asking to be whacked. <laughs> that Andy is tricky too. He always gets everybody. He always got, he got Amanda last time. Amanda didn't even say anything and he got her. He got, I he's know. like such a ringmaster. You got to love what he does. But at the same time for you guys, it must suck. Is there a part of you that gets scared when a season starts? Because you're like, I have to deal with all the memes. I have to deal with, I made so many Kyle. I made a meme about your sty a couple of years ago. <laughs> I made a meme about the line that you said about sharks. Does it like go? Cause also Amanda is a very sensitive person. Like I, yeah. I imagine this time do you getting into it. Do you guys have to like amp yourself up to see everything written about? I, and- I will be honest. This uh, season six was the toughest on us as a couple. Uh, it was the first season we didn't watch it together. Um, you know, just basically take all the bad moments, you know, that we had and, and, and cut out any of the good, the smile, the laughter. That was season six for us. Um, and it was tough. And it really took a toll on on Amanda in particular. I mean, people were really laying into her on, on social, just saying that she's the problem in our relationship. I mean, and if I'm very aware that it's a two-way street, then I'd, I'd like to think that fans are too. I mean, it, it's not always like what you see is what you get. There's obviously many layers, you know, and, and you get to peel them back, but, but no, I mean, 
when 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 a season drops, I think the 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 tension that existed last summer um, it resurfaces and it does so in different ways because you know you're now in a position in your confessional to say whatever the hell you want versus what you would normally say to someone's face or even just to a friend you know on the sideline so it definitely puts you know relationships to a test and then it and then it all comes down to how we as a cast deal with it like you know there's been previous cast members that put themselves into a tailspin like a self-induced tailspin because they just lack the self-awareness to be able to just watch it and be like yeah you know i was wrong or yeah maybe i did but but we all we all have bad seasons of our lives. I always say that to the audience is like, yo, I hated myself last year. Like I thank God I wasn't on TV. I mean, unfortunately the cameras are there sometimes when you have a bad summer for for better or worse. And that Uh, was like, that was last season for, for me and Amanda, you know, thankfully we had the wedding at the end, but I'm like, man, I don't think a 10 minute wedding is going to help build us as a couple back up after we were like dragged through the dirt for 15 episodes. So that, (laughs) That's challenging, but, but yeah, I mean, it's part of the, it's part of the game. <laughs> and by the way, it's interesting to why, why you don't have to say anything, but it's interesting to watch Paige have that little scene with Craig about not potentially wanting to get married as soon as he does. And like, I was like, wow, she used to be so up Kyle and Amanda's ass. And now she's dealing with her own relationship. And I thought, wow, isn't it funny how we all like learn the as seasons go turn. on and you kind of things come back around. Uh, I just there's have nothing harder. Minutes. Just, do you, just comment on that though, Ryan, real quick. I don't think there's anything harder than being in a relationship on TV. I mean, it's going to suck. Yeah. It it, it naturally leads to like more airtime and like there's more interest from the audience, but like, yeah, it's very, it's like the definition of being in a glass house, right? Like, you know, it's very easy to judge other people's relationships and offer your opinion or your, or your advice. And it's another to be in the relationship on a show. I mean, it is, it's tough. Um, and so I, I, I didn't even have to say anything to Paige to be like, yeah, welcome to the um, relationship club. <laughs> I hope there's a scene where Paige comes up and apologizes to you. That'd be amazing. I don't um, need it. I don't need it. <laughs> I, need it. I, t- I don't care about you. I need it. Do you, uh, <laughs> who plays guitar and builds the fires now that Luke's gone? I'm, I'm going to miss that. I know. You know, that's, that's the hardest part of this, you know, friendships evolve and and people's lives evolve. And, you know, when a friend doesn't come back, it it does make, that's the worst part of all this. Right. Cause like, you know, it's not like we're just renting a house. Like we're, we're, we're truly making a TV show and I'm not, believe it or not in control of, of who gets to to stay and who gets to go. So, um, I mean, look, uh, no one's going to replace Luke. I mean, uh, we, we don't have someone, you know, building the fire and serenading us with, with, um, Wisconsin, uh, accents <laughs> or no, Minnesota, 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 man, Same thing. Come on, tap, tap and trees, suit and tie hair, slick back. My favorite song. Um, okay. <laughs> and then finally, after all of these seasons, is it like, and really watching the success of lover boy, which I was just talking with some, I was like, you are going to be legitimately a cooler Bethany Frankel. Like, I mean, I would say sooner rather than later. Is it shocking? I mean, I know you put your ass, like you work your ass off, but like, is it weird that it's all like, it really is all happening? Like it's all coming to fruition? Like, is it, do you even recognize that anymore? Or is every day just a grind? I mean, I appreciate that. And, you know, and look, the, the old school motto that like hard work 
pays off. I mean, I've never once taken this show and the platform and our fans for granted. I'm thankful for every minute of it and every single follower and every opportunity I get to meet people all along. You know, I saw this as an incredible platform, right? I've always done startups. One of the biggest challenges any company has is just building awareness and exposure, you know, and getting a product or a service into the hands of the consumer. So um, yeah, sometimes I have to kind of pinch myself, but you know, we're, we're now over 20 employees. Like we have real costs, like real people depend on me to support their families. So it does get daunting. I mean, it's like every season behind the scenes, like the state I'm raising the stakes by seeing how big we can get, you know, get this thing. And I, if I wanted to to sell it and just be a total sellout and just see how much money I can make in, in a year or two, I would have, I'm really focused on building Loverboy into something that's bigger than me, bigger than Summer House. Um, and it's already kind of getting there, right? Like the yeah, nothing makes me happier. Really is. When I when I meet someone and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I started drinking this. People were asking me if I watched the show. I don't. And I eventually caved. And and it's like full circle, right? Like someone started drinking Loverboy, then started watching Summer House. Like that is the ideal scenario. <laughs> yeah. The drink is a feeder system into Bravo. The drink yeah. is what it does. Bravo. Um, okay. I this is all the time I had with you, Kyle, but you really truly are one of my favorite uh characters, and you just seem like an awesome dude. And uh, I just really wish you luck. And guys, the traders, it really is worth checking out. I can't spoil anything, and it's one of it's those shows we talk about. It's like, on yeah, it's talk. like so you can like you can watch it. I mean, I so many people watch the whole damn thing. Quite frankly, before I could, <laughs> people just binged it. And I was like, don't spoil it for me. Well, that's the hard part is that you really have to, because you can watch all 10 episodes. I, I watched the first four over the last week, and then I watched six episodes this weekend. And I was just amped, and I wanted to talk to somebody about it. So I can't wait until it's we all so watch good. it and we can all talk about it. But uh, I hope so they good. do a season two. Would Would you recommend Amanda to do this show? If they do a season oh two, oh my god, no! She would like spontaneously combust under the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle, Cook, not for the faint of heart. Peacock, Lover Boys in store in stores everywhere. They're adding new markets every week. It seems like, and of course, Summer House returns February sixteenth, which we will be covering every week on this show. Kyle Cook, thank you so much for doing this, dude. Thanks a million, Ryan. Thanks for having me. And by the way, Five, four, February sixteenth. I think it might be the 13th. Is it February 15th? Oh, I for some reason I was placing it after Valentine's Day for some reason. So I have I've been told it's the 13th. Uh, but that's that's pro- <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, you would probably be right. You're on the show. February uh, 13th. Let's go with let's go with that one. <laughs> it's Monday night. Monday nights, you guys. It's Monday nights on yeah, Bravo. Yeah, yeah nothing I'll be talking about it. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is Ryan again. Uh, yeah, he, Kyle, the star of Summer House, is is right about the premiere date, and I was wrong. It's the thirteenth, and I'm I'm a big enough guy where I will admit my mistakes. So let's go with Kyle Cook. It's February thirteenth. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Bye.
Betches.